Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Batum comes up short. Harris running start. Nice feet ahead, and Kyrie Irving throws down. The lead is 11. Timeout, L.A. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Kyrie went off for 40 last night. Points bet the exclusive sports betting partner, the Denver Nuggets, is out doing the competition in Colorado. They are now live with minus 105 spreads on all NBA games. That's the best price of any sports book. Why bet anywhere else? It's Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ronchi with you on this Friday. This is BetQL Daily airing live on the Radio.com app, video streaming on the Radio.com sports YouTube page, also on 1430 in Denver. Follow the show on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Now we welcome in Alex Christensen to continue our hoops talk with Noops at underscore Noops on Twitter. Uh, Alex, so so can you now proudly say that you are a colleague of one Rick Camp of uh, You Better oh. You Bet? Because I saw the big announcement yesterday joining the team at 4 for 4. Congrats. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Indeed, Rick and I are going to be working together. Um, the fantastic folks over at Four for Four who have known for their uh, fantasy football, that's about as many F's as I could put in a sentence, I think. Um, Prowess has <laughs> been a fantastic fantasy um, website. Anybody that uses it has had a big advantage. They are expanding into the sports betting space. Um, Rick, as you mentioned, is going to be writing. I believe he's doing more player props. I'm going to be doing a couple articles a week talking about full games and things for the site there. Again, if you follow me on Twitter at underscore noobs, you can see it all there. Um, I'm actually going to have an article out a little bit later today and then one for tomorrow. And again, we'll be doing those a couple times a week, myself and Rick. You know, any enterprise in which uh, Rick Camp is involved that for me is a winner. So I think you guys are going to do, uh, it's going to be great work and we are all looking forward to it. And I'm not even joking when I say that. I love Rick. I think he's fantastic. Um, let's talk about some of the NBA futures here because Joe and I were just discussing them during the last segment. And there are so many favorites when it comes to the the players, defensive player of the year, uh, when it comes to MVP, coach of the year, all of this stuff. Is there one that you really like? As I start to look through, you're right. The markets are really starting to sharpen up. MVP is really interesting. It's now Joel Embiid and LeBron James. I wonder if there is a little bit of value in Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, frankly, at two to one and four and a half to one um, is what I'm seeing at the book that I have open right now. I'd hunt around and maybe see if you could get a little better number. I struggle to see how LeBron James is going to win the award is essentially how I'm looking at it. When I start to do futures like this, maybe to take a bigger step back, I try to take a look at the list and cross off as many names as I possibly can. And if I can cross off a few big names at the top, which I think I can do for LeBron, who is playing probably more minutes than he really should be playing. I expect that to kind of take a downturn. 
There is the complication of Anthony Davis not playing, but even if he does continue to play and Davis doesn't come back, I don't know if they'll have the wins there. And I don't know if they'll be, you know, kind of the story elements. When you're starting to handicap awards, you have to really think quali- uh, qualitatively. What's the story, right? These are media awards. So in bead, if you could find that a two, two and a half to one might be a little value. I think Jokic at four and a half to one is sneaky. That team, once they get healthy, I think is going to make a run in the second half here and, and start to really compete for a top three seed. And then the only other name might be Damian Lillard um, at 20 to one, but that's a little bit more of a long shot. If Portland can continue to win games and, you know, again, once McCollum gets back and, and maybe they get one of those big guys, they'll be able to compete for a top four seed there. I think that's a nice story. Alex, what do you think about James Harden in this uh, at, at 14 to one right now? He's playing great ball. Uh, Kevin Durant, the best player on his team, has not been available since, I think it was February 6th. He's played one time since then. And so the the Nets are doing what they're doing without Kevin Durant. And he's playing as well as he's probably ever played. Will he get penalized, though, for going to a team with Kevin Durant on it? I think it's a combination of being penalized, not only for being on a team with Durant and Kyrie Irving, who are going to soak up some votes, it's also how he got there. Um, if I go back, and again, I didn't kind of do this off the top of my head, I can't remember there ever being an MVP who got traded during the season. And you start to think yeah. about how he started the year, how ugly all that was. And again, this is a media award, so those guys are going to remember stuff like that and hold them against him. Again, you've got those other guys kind of cannibalizing votes. Um, I just, I'm staying away from all the Nets guys, basically. Okay, Noops, uh, let's talk about your team a little bit, the Sixers, because uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to attack this game tonight. We've got Philadelphia, four-and-a-half-point favorites against Washington now. They have the road back-to-back situation. Third time these te- two teams have played. We know Simmons is out. It sounds like Embiid's going to return. Now, normally I would attack some Embiid props knowing Simmons is out because the usage is is for like 42% when Simmons is not on the court. But I don't know that Embiid is going to get the full workload. What's your sense of it? It is really tough. Like you said, I think this will be a competitive game. If he plays, I think he will see a full workload. There hasn't been much minutes restrictions, frankly, from Doc Rivers when it comes to Embiid. When he's playing, he's playing. He's probable. It looks like Simmons is out. It's a great matchup. So, you know, I'd wait to, to maybe just before game time because, you know, some of those props, if move, some don't. But I'd rather wait and make sure that he's playing. But I think that that's a great angle tonight for the game as a whole. It really comes down for me whether or not Bradley Beal plays. He's questionable with a knee. If he's in, I actually like Washington here. Um, I think they're going to be really competitive. I like them on the spread at plus four or better. Philadelphia struggles still um, with guards like Beal and even with guards like Westbrook. You know, Joel Embiid's going to eat. He's going to get his, but I think Washington has a chance to be really competitive given their guard play, given their shooting, and without Simmons, you know, kind of some of the other things coming together as well as Philadelphia being on a back-to-back uh, Lakers and Pacers tonight and L.A. four and a half. They are the favorite in this one. Do we know yet if LeBron is going to play? And and if we don't know at this point, do you wait a little bit before you put something in? This is a complete stay away game for me. I've really been, frankly, fading both of these teams. Um, Indiana goes into the all-star break um, after a little bit of COVID struggles, had a few games postponed, then lost five of the next six going into the break. Um, Just really a team that looks like they're lost. They need Karis LeVert to come back. They really need his scoring. TJ Warren, uh, I think they missed night in and night out. Um, 
you know, looking at the injury report that I've got in front of me right now, I actually don't see LeBron James name on here. So he's probably playing tonight. That would, you know, I would lean towards Los Angeles, but the Lakers, again, it's a team that I've been fading as well. Um, really are not the same without Anthony Davis. And I think again, LeBron is starting to have a little too minute, too many minutes. I think we're starting to see some of the burden of the season and the shorter off season for him. So um, I wonder if things are to continue to fall off. So it's a stay away for me, but I guess I lean Los Angeles. If you, if you had to make me pick something. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is uh, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. This is Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji. Our guest is Alex Christensen talking some NBA. Find his work 4 for 4. He also co-hosts the Brown Bag Bet. You can find that via podcast or every afternoon they tweet out the Periscope. So make sure you check out that. Um, so uh, Ranji asked you about LeBron. I believe he was listed as probable. but it was just an, Okay, about- yeah. It was an ankle yesterday, I think. They had him day to day. But just about every game, there's something you need to keep up on. So I'm wondering, uh, do you continue to bet late in the night uh, or early in the morning? Or like an example yesterday with the Mavs, we didn't hear much about Porzingis and Lucas sitting, and then neither of them end up playing. And we're just talking about the second game into the second half of the season. Uh, are, are there specific situations where you're saying, you know, I normally bet early. I want to get the best of the number. But I need to I need to know that these guys are going to be out there, so I'm waiting. Okay, the strategy for me has been I'm still trying to attack totals early. I don't mind betting those the night before. I think a lot of times they are less dependent on certain players being in, certain players being out. Obviously, there are always exceptions to that rule. I'm not going to bet a Minnesota t- um, any total unless I know Carl Anthony Towns is playing. So there are a few specific examples like that. But totals, I think, are still okay to attack early. When it comes to spreads, I've been trying to wait as late as possible, make sure that everyone's probable. And even then, I'm starting to go back and look like, all right, they're listed probable, but... You know, if I put on my tinfoil cap and pretend I'm the world's most terrified coach, is there any sort of thing I could come up with to keep this person out? Um, And it's really a lot of work you have to do. And you do give up some value early, for some certainty, I think later in the day. And I do prefer from a spread perspective to wait until later in the day. And again, it's a lot of this is sort of team by team. The Sixers, again, are really a tough team to bet. I think just about everybody remembers um, probably a month ago at this point, Doc Rivers said Joel Embiid looks great. He's playing tonight. And then uh, just before tip off, he's pulled off the, the floor with a back injury and Luckily, the Sixers won the first quarter and we could buy out of those positions. But you've got stuff happening like that. So when it is a team like Dallas where that happens, when it is a team like Philadelphia where that happens, start to, you know, kind of go through and make lists of those teams and, and make sure that you're really, you know, waiting on those teams specifically. But I think in general, it's okay to attack totals early for the most part and wait on spreads for the most part. Alex, is there a side prop, anything for tonight you like the best? Cleveland. Plus um, seven or better, I was able to grab an eight um, earlier this morning. I really like the Cavaliers here. I think the Pelicans are 
are frankly overpriced at this point. Um, they've really struggled as favorites this year. I think that this is just a great spot for Cleveland. They get uh, New Orleans off the back-to-back. Larry Nance Jr. is going to be back tonight, it looks like. Um, I'm not expecting Garland to play, but if he does, that's an added bonus. So I like the Cavaliers plus the points here. I mean, New Orleans is not going to have their advantage in the paint. They're not going to destroy the offensive boards like they do just about every night. Cleveland's been good defensively on the boards. And again, with Nance back, it's only going to get better. So I like Cleveland plus the points tonight. Very good. Cavs have been covering a lot of numbers lately. Uh, Alex, how would you power rank the top three in each conference right now? So start to think about that. You know, you go out West. I think you have to put both LA teams kind of in that top tier. Um, and, and maybe to be clear, I'm, I'm thinking more for the long haul um, in sure. terms of who can kind of win a title regular season perspective, Utah has been the best team in the West. I don't know if that's going to carry over into the playoffs. But for me right now, it's probably the Clippers um, would be my favorite, assuming that Anthony Davis is still kind of hampered with some injuries here, followed by the Lakers still. Um, but if these teams are fully healthy, that's pretty close, the Battle of L.A. And then the third team, it might be Utah, but I actually have Denver. I think Denver's the third most talented team. I think mm-hmm. once Gary Harris gets healthy, once Millsap and Jermichael Green get healthy, that team is going to start to win games and start to be really interesting and look a lot like the team that we started to see grow over the past few years. In the Eastern Conference, it's Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. I continue to be a Brooklyn doubter. I think they have to be, though, you know, kind of the top team going forward until some team figures out defensively how to slow these guys down a little bit until there is that adjustment. I think it's Brooklyn followed closely by my Philadelphia 76ers. I still have Milwaukee there in the third spot. I still have Giannis. I know the team isn't as deep and and they're struggling here, but they're working through some defensive adjustments and I I think are still going to be competitive towards the end of the year. So that's how I'd have the top three in each conference. Very good. That's Alex Christensen. Check out his work on 4 for 4 and Brown Bad Bag Bets uh, via the podcast or Periscope. Follow him on Twitter at underscore Noops. Noops, best of luck tonight with all of your plays. On the other side, we're going to talk about uh, this entire NBA card. Side, total, and props. This is Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.